0: I can think of no better opening for this tale than a quote from Matthew Lewis, a writer and poet of the late 18th century. Pale terror, trembling, guards the fountain's head and rouses fancy on her wakeful bed. From realms of viewless spirits tears the veil and there reveals the unutterable tale. Strong medicine, but once again... That is the burden of our story.
1: Our little mouse has jumped at the chance, Hedley.
0: We move in, Hester?
1: For a week or two. The sicker she gets, the more nursing she needs. How long will it take?
0: One can never be quite sure. Uh, we should manage to dispose of her within six weeks. <laughs> mystery drama, Will the Real Amy Stand Up, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Ian Martin and stars Jennifer Harmon. I'll be back shortly with Act One. When the pain and stress of today's lifestyle whipsaws your nerves to a frazzle, do you sometimes long for a more sedate and structured life? Does the Victorian era ever capture your imagination? A time when the hydrogen bomb didn't threaten, the ecology hadn't begun to be strangled, war was the business of soldiers, and the telephone was a novelty instead of a necessity. Or... If you had been Amy Trowbridge of Lynn, Massachusetts, on the north shore of Boston Bay, wouldn't you have longed for more modern communications? Or an expert in psychiatry? I'll let you decide for yourselves. You can take the rig on down to the stable, Silas. But don't unhitch till I send word. I don't know how long I'll be...
1: Oh, it's you, Lawyer Clough. Come in.
0: Well, uh, what's the word, Mrs. Durney?
1: Oh, about the Commodore. He's mighty low. Dr. Fennel and Miss Amy are with him now.
0: I'm sorry to hear the news, but I was forewarned.
1: In the midst of life, we are in death.
0: Uh, don't remind me, Mrs. Durney. I'm not so young myself. We don't
1: matter. It's Amy. She's the one who's had to bear the brunt.
0: If I had my way oh, of it. I see, Doctor Fennel is on his way down. Uh, you can leave us alone, Mrs. Darnley. We have things to talk about. I am sure you have, and I know I'd I'd be in
1: the way. Oh, how is he,
0: Doctor? Yeah, uh, he's still with us, Mrs. Dunley. But maybe you'd go up and give little Miss Amy some sport. Oh,
1: I'll do that that very thing.
0: Well, seeing you here confirms my diagnosis, Siegmund. From... What to Sam Hill does that mean? It takes the scent of wills about to be probated and property about to be distributed to flush out a lawyer. Uh, He's uh, that bad, huh? Mm, No chance. Matter of hours, maybe a day. Does Amy know? Uh, In a general way, I haven't forced her to face up to specifics yet. Ross, what's going to happen to her? I don't know, Ephraim pretty bleak future. Well, maybe it ain't all that bad. I mean, between us, she's going to be a very rich young lady. In worldly goods, perhaps. That's your business. I could only wish Commodore Stacy Trowbridge had left her a better world than my bailiwick. Meaning? I esteemed the Commodore, but as a doctor, I have to face the fact that he was a difficult, selfish man. And even in dying... He's tearing that poor little girl apart. Well, maybe I'd better go up. No, no, I I think this is a final gasp. Allow them that. But once the Commodore is gone, what are we going to do for Amy? Since Molly died, the Commodore has been her life. How can we protect her from falling apart once the center of her universe is ripped away? Well, there's always the housekeeper. Thank the Lord for Martha Dornley. I wouldn't be too hasty to offer thanks. Mrs. Durnley has her own problems. She has an enlarged heart. She wants to get out of service. As a doctor, I can't argue that she shouldn't. This big house, everything here, it's too much for her and Amy. Well, now, I, I think I know what to do. You do? I cannot, of course, reveal the terms of the will. But because of it, I know there are two rather obscure relatives who were, well, uh, small beneficiaries. A niece of the Commodores and her husband. I think I must contact them cautiously. It might be that our little Amy could find a home with them. Dr. Fenner, Miss Amy says she needs
1: you there quick. She's afraid her father is sinking.
0: Uh, I wish I could tell her anything but the same truth. Martha, you you think this is it? Oh, I do. How's Miss Amy? Oh,
1: brave is brave. Hanging on to every bit of strength she can find to support her. But you'll stay on with her. Oh, I'll try. She's my baby. But I don't know how long I'm for this world myself. She needs more than me.
0: Well, there are these cousins. But uh, let's just see what the good Lord provides. <laughs>
1: Boston. Doesn't seem all that different from Chicago, Father.
0: Let's hope it will be, Mother. Oh,
1: I wish you wouldn't call me Mother.
0: (laughs) Just have it, Esther. You call me Father. Allow me to get the bags down.
1: Why, I wonder if there will be anyone to meet us.
0: No, I should think so.
1: (laughs) Our dear little cousin, Amy.
0: (laughs) I rather doubt that. From Mr. Clough's letters... She's not feeling quite up to scratch since the Commodore sailed his last voyage.
1: Oh, such a pity we had to be late for the funeral.
0: Isn't it? Well, then, the bags are down. And we're in the station. Uh, Ah, your pardon. But would you by chance be Mr. and Mrs. Hedley Spence of Wompshoot, Illinois? Oh, we are indeed, Mr. Ephraim Clough is the name. No, you're the lawyer who's written us. Yes, I am. I, uh... I could have wished you could have gotten here sooner. Oh, we came as fast as ever we could. Oh, my dear Mrs. Spence, I implied no criticism of you or your husband. I merely meant that, unfortunately, the... The obsequies could not wait. You mean we missed the funeral? Yes, I'm afraid so. I uh, tried to reach you by telegram, but... uh... Oh, well, as it happened, uh, we were no longer at the dress that you had for us. Mail was being forwarded to us in Chicago. Ah, then you were settled there. Uh, Well?
1: Oh, yes and no.
0: As it happened, I had closed out my business affairs in Wamshooter when your first letter reached us.
1: And we had decided
0: on the move to Chicago. More scope for a man to expand.
1: Then when you contacted us, I said, Father? Uh, uh, Father? A fond name I call my husband sometimes. Why must it be Chicago? I wanted the east and the sea and the coastline where I was born. So it was absolute manner from heaven when your letter came. I, I mean, voiding the... Sad circumstances under which it was written.
0: Uh, Yes, now, if we are referring to the will, I must tell you... The the will, oh, that is of no importance. As you said, we are minor beneficiaries. Well, to be frank, it's only a matter of perhaps a thousand dollars. Well,
1: when I realized how much my poor little niece or second cousin or whatever the relationship is exactly needs someone to take care of her, well, I made up my mind.
0: Then when she makes up her mind, nothing else is going to change it. Just, uh, what did you make up your mind to, Mrs. Spence?
1: Why, my sakes alive, that Headley and me were going to come here and take care of poor little Amy till she found herself again.
0: Oh, why, I, I never asked you to, to uh, as it happens, there is the housekeeper, Mrs. Durnley, who is still with Amy. A uh, housekeeper, Mr. Clough? Now, I ask you, at a moment like this, uh, when the child needs flesh and blood? Mr. Spence, I will be frank. Mrs. Durnley is no longer robust. You see?
1: So Amy needs us. (laughs) If she wants us, of course.
0: Oh, you could very easily be her only salvation.
1: How do you do? Cousin Hester. Oh, my poor, dear little lost lamb. Oh, let me give you a hug. Oh, uh, uh, I thank you. Uh, no thanks to you, honey. I just want to uh, gather you up in my heart and hold you safe. Oh, that's very sweet of you. Just right out, honest, the way I feel.
0: Uh, me too, Amy.
1: It's very kind
0: of you. Oh, don't you believe it. We're kind of selfish, I reckon.
1: Well, how come?
0: Well, because I know my beloved Hester so well. I see just what she sees in you. What's that? The child that we never had. The daughter that the the two of us always wanted.
1: Oh well, I I'm very touched. And and I'm sorry you you weren't here to see Father before he. Oh, now don't you worry your head about that for a moment. I'm... I'm just upset about so many things. Mrs. Durnley is getting a room ready for you. Child, if we're to be any bother, don't you fret about us staying. Oh, after coming all the way half across the country and traipsing out to Lynn like this, I insist you stay the night.
0: I must warn you again of something, Mr. and Mrs. Spence. Oh, what's that, Mr. Clough? Even though I dragged you all the way here to Lynn for the reading of the will, there's very little recompense in it for you.
1: I don't quite understand. Well,
0: the, um, The Commodore's bequest to you is a token one. In all, not much more than a thousand dollars. The entire estate is left to Amy. It's a, a remarkably sizable amount, I must say. But then, in a sense, you are Major Testatee, since, in the case of Amy's demise, the entire estate would devolve upon you. Oh, lawyers,
1: why must you all be so morbid? Headley and I are not here with our hands out. What concerns us is that poor child; she's a nervous wreck. Oh, what's going to become of her?
0: i uh, I don't know, Dr. Fennell is seriously concerned about her. See, her father was a demanding man. All through his long sickness, he kept Amy quite literally chained to him in this old dark house, all alone, just as shut in as he was. Well, uh, I think, always supposing Amy would like us to, that for a while we should stay on with her, help her to find herself. Ah, now, that's most generous of you. I'm sure Amy will jump at the chance.
1: Our little mouse has jumped at the chance.
0: We move in?
1: For a week or two.
0: (laughs) That doesn't give us quite enough time. Oh,
1: there will be ways to prolong our stay. (laughs) The sicker she gets, the more she needs nursing. How long will it take?
0: (laughs) One can never be quite sure. The young have more resistance... And we must take care. Oh, still, I should imagine, within six weeks.
1: Oh, and we'll be rich again.
0: (laughs) Forever, my love. (laughs) Once little Amy joins the Commodore in, um, if you'll excuse the pleasantry, Davy Jones' locker, you and I will be set for life. Remember my quote at the top of this story? And there reveals the unutterable tale. Well, we've had our first revelation. This kindly, compassionate couple are not at all what they seem. Worse than that, they are not only capable of murder, but seem to have already accomplished more than one. I shall return shortly with Act Two. You ready? Ready. I'll say Goodyear. I'll say tires. Uh-oh. What? Well, whenever you say Goodyear, people think tires. Even though Goodyear does service on all kinds of cars. Somebody should tell people about that. Yeah, how? Carrier pigeons. Messy. Well, drop leaflets. Litter. Letters. Listen, why don't we just tell people to go to Goodyear for car service or repair? Goodyear for car service. Fortune cookies. Coming. Get a front-end alignment and tire rotation for just fifteen eighty eight for most American cars except front-wheel drive. Prices slightly higher in California. Call your Goodyear service store today. review the situation quickly. A young woman, Amy Trowbridge, just past her 21st birthday, finds herself alone and suddenly very rich. But many years of caring for her invalided father has left her ill-equipped to face life. The family doctor fears for her sanity. The family lawyer is concerned for her physical well-being. And at this moment, two kindly and compassionate cousins turn up as if they were an answer from heaven. Is their offer to care for Amy accepted?
1: There now, darling. You're all tucked in. Your um, cousins, or whatever they are, wanted to say good night, But I think it's better you just drop off without any more excitement. Oh, they're very sweet, but I'd rather not see them tonight. Well, then let Martha handle that. Is it right what I hear? What, Martha? Well, that Mister and Missus Spencer are going to stay here for a while. It's been discussed. Would you mind? Oh, me, mind? Whatever for, child? Well, this is your home. This will always be your home as long as you want to make it so. You mean to stay on here, Miss Amy? What else would I do? Oh, sell it. Blow all the cobwebs out of your dear little head. Go to Boston. Start fresh. Begin to enjoy life for a change. Oh, wouldn't I love to? But it's not for me, Martha. Why not? You're young. You should be looking forward to what life can offer you. What it could be. Only I can't. Only look backwards and see how it was a long time ago. If only I'd realized then how happy I was. I I wish it could be that way again. Well, you and me will make it that way. So, as long as you want to stay on here in the only house I've ever known as home, I'll stay with you. Now I can sleep. Except, what about my cousins? Oh, well, if they want to stay on for a while, why not? They're extra company. And the good Lord knows you could use that better than solitude. Good night, Martha. Oh, good night, my baby. I'm afraid. In spite of all the people who will protect me, I've always been afraid. Why? Was it because I was so sound asleep that night when Mother was crying out and we were all alone in the house? And I never heard her until it was too late to call the doctor. Dr. Fennel, dear Dr. Fennel, he said there was nothing that could have been done even if I had wakened. It was a heart attack and took her mercifully. Not like father, not like the Commodore. All those years in pain till I, I hated him as much as I loved him. Only now he's gone. What am I going to do? What do I have left to live for?
0: I just talked to the housekeeper, Martha Durnley.
1: About her retiring as she wants to do?
0: No, damn it, about her staying on as she wants to do.
1: Why would she want to stay on? Oh, I
0: haven't time or patience to divine her thoughts. I only know that for our purposes that woman has got to go. Esther, we must have that girl without interference so that the whole scheme will be a success.
1: We will, my beloved, we will. If Martha Durnley has to go, we'll figure a way.
0: Well, I already have it in mind. The main object is to get the girl totally isolated. Drive her into an insane asylum or bury her six feet deep like my former wives just as long as the estate comes to us.
1: Mm, well, how are you going to get rid of the Durnley woman? Mm.
0: Hand me a pillow from the bed. What? Do as I say.
1: Oh, it's... Of course, Hedley, dear. Here.
0: They should do it. Nice and solid.
1: Oh What, what are you planning?
0: It has worked before, Hester. No reason why it shouldn't again. You do remember that my poor first wife had a weak heart?
1: Oh, y- yes.
0: So does the housekeeper, I understand. It won't be all that surprising, will it? Uh, that... With all the excitement and the, the nervous pressures of the Commodore's death, that at her age it suddenly gave uh,
1: uh, uh, out. Oh, what, what was that? Hmm. Who, who is it? Who's there? Don't touch me heart. Huh? <laughs> Well,
0: good night, Mrs. Sternley. Sleep tight. Well, my horses are getting restless. I'd best be off for Boston. Well, I'm sorry you have to rush away, Mr. Clark. Well, I don't think I'm needed here. And I do have busy practice back in the city. Ah. Uh, I had wanted to say goodbye to Amy.
1: Oh, the poor lamb was just exhausted last night. She's still asleep. But I'll go waken her if you want.
0: No, 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 no. Let her sleep. More important for her health. I, uh, I did intend, though, to have a few words with Mrs. Durney. Have either of you seen her this morning? Well, I suspect she overslept, too, with all the, uh, emotional turmoil. <laughs> Lord help us, what was that? It sounded like Amy. Well, then let's, let's get to her. Come on. <laughs> inside the house. Amy, 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 girl, what is it?
1: Oh, Mr. Clough, it's Martha.
0: All right, now, 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 what about oh. it? Just try to pull yourself together.
1: She's dead. She's lying in her bed, and I, I think she had a heart attack, but she's dead. She's dead. Hush
0: now, child, hush, oh, hush. Give her to girl. me, lawyer Clough. This is woman's business. Uh, uh, Mr. Clough, uh, why don't you do what you can for poor Mrs. Durnley while I go fetch the doctor? <laughs> What was it, Doctor? Hot. Not surprising, given her condition and her age. She's, uh... She's dead? Oh, yes. Must have happened during the night. Yeah, I'll issue a death certificate. But where will I see... Well, as far as I know, there are no relatives. This was the only home she had. I suppose it's the main reason she put up with the Commodore as long as she did. That and Amy... Amy, how is she, Ross? Well, it isn't exactly the therapy I'd have prescribed on top of her father's death. I'm worried about that child. Well, should you. should you put her in the hospital for a rest cure? I don't think so. Could be the worst possible thing for her. Then she might give up entirely. What do you mean? I wish I knew. That child has been dependent and manipulated so long by people and circumstances. She's lost herself. She has to find herself right here where she got lost in the first place. Ah. Don't forget, keep in touch. Uh, We will, Mr. Clough. Uh, Won't we, Amy?
1: Oh, yes, yes. Any promises, she will. I will, Uncle Ephraim. I will. Oh, it's getting some chilly.
0: Ah, Amy.
1: Hmm? Are you all right, dear? Oh, yes. uh, Yes, it's it's just... Oh, there you see. It is cold. Come on now, children. Everyone inside. (sighs) All right, dearie? Oh, I'm all right. I'm just... I don't know how to say it.
0: (laughs) Feeling a little strange with us, hmm?
1: Oh, I didn't say that.
0: Oh, my love, you don't have to. Of course, you feel strange with us. Uh, But that'll pass. I promise you.
1: Now, Hedley, don't bother poor little Amy. Oh, he's not bothering me.
0: Uh, Something is?
1: Well, yes, it's... It's silly, isn't it? But I don't know what to call you.
0: Oh Well, now, there's a silly state of affairs if we're all going to be living together. Uh, We'll have to solve that right away.
1: Well, I mean, I can't call you Mr. Spence and Mrs. Spence. Mm-mm. That doesn't seem right. But then neither does Hester or Hedley. Because we're so much older? Well, I didn't mean to say that.
0: Why the devil not? It's true enough.
1: Hedley, stop teasing. I tell you what would be good, if you like, Amy. I know Hedley and I would. How about Uncle Hedley and Aunt Hester? <laughs> I couldn't have asked two people to be more kind or attentive to me. They were so good that I was ashamed of myself for not being able to lavish the same affection on them. But something seemed to hold me back. Maybe it was because in the days that followed, I just didn't feel well. I'd get such cramps in my stomach after eating sometimes. And my hair and my nails were sort of dry and brittle. Dr. Fennel dropped by to see me and gave me quite a lecture.
0: You've got to stop dwelling on the past, Amy. you making yourself a nervous wreck.
1: I know. It's just that I-, I was so used to taking care of Daddy and having Martha take care of me. I- I'm just all out of uh, kilter.
0: Amy, I'm leaving day after tomorrow for New York to attend a seminar. I want you to be a good girl. Take care of yourself while I'm gone.
1: I promise. When will you be back?
0: Oh, ten days, two weeks. Young Dr. Marble will be covering for me while I'm gone.
1: Well, I'm sure I won't need to call on him.
0: No, I hope not. Try to eat, drink plenty of water, and most of all, try to find your real self, Amy Trowbridge. Once you do, you won't have a worry in the world.
1: He was such a sweet man. I never had been able to explain to him the real problem. How alone I felt, abandoned, ever since mom died. Just me, Amy, locked away in this seaside house with a father who didn't know how demanding he was, burying me day by day, week by week, year by year. I suppose everybody feels alone, sometime. But I can't believe many people are like me. So alone all the time. Amy. Amy. What? Who who's that? Don't you remember me? How could you have forgotten? It's Clara. Clara. That's right. I haven't thought of you in years. I know. Because you didn't need me again... till now. What do you mean, need you? You're all alone. That's the way I happened in the first place. I was just a little girl then. I had to have a companion... Every little girl who's lonely makes up an imaginary companion, doesn't she? I don't know. I only know about me. That's why I came back. But I'm too old for childish fantasies now. Not too old for me, Amy. You need me. For what? What they're trying to do to you. Why were you so afraid to mention it to the doctor? I would've. Next time you see him, I'll make sure you do it. But what are you going to do in the meantime? What do you mean? You know what I mean. What you suspect. What you're afraid to recognize. Are you going to let them kill you?
0: Lying on the bed in the dark on a night heavy with the threat of an impending storm, Amy is frozen in terror. Is there really someone else with her? Or is what she fears herself and what Dr. Fennel fears happening to her at last? Can she be losing her mind? I shall return shortly with Act Three.
1: Grease stain, oil stain, mud stain and chocolate.
0: When you want a tough stain out, shout it out.
1: Now you can prove Shout's a mom's best friend. Before washing, just spray it on a tough stain. Wait a few seconds. Turn over the fabric and see how Shout penetrates right through to the other side.
0: That's right, shout saturates, really penetrates. It's almost like spraying both sides of the stain at the same time.
1: So when you want a dog stain, i shout it out.
0: Desperately, Amy's eyes try to pierce the darkness in the room. Is that a deeper shadow against the gloom? The shifting outlines of a girl about her own age? From which the tantalizingly familiar voice comes? The voice which speaks a horrifying fact she thought was buried too deep within her for anyone to know. A thought she had never, till this moment, allowed herself to imagine might be reality and which now she is still afraid to countenance.
1: When I was a little girl, I needed a playmate. I didn't have anyone else, so I had to make one up. You didn't make me up. I was always here. But I'm too old for that kind of thing now. I mean, people who have dream companions no one else can see or hear are sick. It isn't I who's making you sick, Amy. What are you trying to say? What I said before. You never had pains in the stomach before they came. Are you just going to let them kill you? Them? Uncle Headley and dear Aunt Hester. It's up to you. You're the only one who can decide. 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 Amy, hey, dear. Can I come in? Oh, just a moment, I... Clara. Clara. Oh, she's gone. Uh, yes, Auntie, come in. Oh, were you asleep? I, I think I, I must have drifted off. Oh, I'm sorry, I just came up to make sure you'd taken your pills and bring you a nice cup of cocoa. Oh, thanks, but I don't... Oh, now, now, just what you need on a stormy night like this. You want me to light your lamp for you? I don't think so. Maybe if you could just leave some matches. I have some in the pocket of my apron. I'll just put my lamp down and the cocoa. And here are the matches. Oh, it's quite a storm. Now, drink up your cocoa like a good girl while it's still hot. I really don't want it. I'm feeling a little sick to my stomach. Oh, just what you need to to settle it. I'll drink it later. Now, I warn you, I'll sneak back once you're asleep to make sure. Well, I reckon I should get along. Good night, Aunt Hester. Good night, Amy. Go ahead, Amy. Drink the cocoa, why don't you go away, Clara? I don't feel like playing games. This isn't a game. You really think they want to poison me? Why take a chance? But what do they want? The money, Amy, what else? They can't be so evil. No one could be like that. What about Martha, Martha. Funny she should die so suddenly. She had a weak heart. Did she? Just look out for yourself. How? First off, don't drink the cocoa, whatever you do. Pour it down the sink. And tomorrow, get away from here. And then. You can afford it. Well, you're right about one thing. I'm not going to drink the cocoa. I'll take it to the bathroom and pour it down the drain. Right, Clara? Clara? Oh, I want to see you. I, I can't even remember what you look like or who you are. If you want to see me, look in the mirror. The mirror. the mirror. All right. (gasps) Well, what did you expect to see? There's nobody there but you. A pale, sick, wasted, silly-looking little girl. Whatever became of the girl you once were. Amy Henderson Clara Trope Her name was Clara. But that's my name. That's me.
0: Amy, my dear girl, what are you doing up?
1: Why, Uncle Hadley. Oh, you didn't have to wash your cup if you were finished, dear. You know I always... But you haven't drunk any of it. I, I just didn't feel like it tonight.
0: What were you going to do? Pour it out and pretend that you drank it?
1: I was just taking it to the bathroom.
0: Now, you know you're supposed to have that relaxing drink every night. Doctor's orders.
1: Well, if she doesn't want it one night... Oh,
0: no. If we're to take care of Amy, she has to follow orders.
1: I take my pills. What difference does it make if I don't drink some old chocolate or or whatever it is? Well, you know what it is.
0: And you're going to drink it.
1: Don't you try to order me around the way my father did. You're just my uncle and I don't have to take orders anymore. I can do what I want. That
0: may be what you think, but while I'm in charge, you are Get going to... your hands off You're of me. You're going to drink that.
1: Hedley. I wouldn't. The way you act. If I had to kill myself first, I wouldn't touch it. There. You can't make me drink it now.
0: You little hellcat. If you think breaking a cup is going to stop me Hedley. from getting... Hedley. What...
1: Hedley, you should be ashamed. I'm sorry. Of course, nothing is going to stop us from doing our duty and trying to care for Amy as the doctor prescribed. But there's such a thing as overdoing. If Amy doesn't want a hot drink at night, oh, she's a big girl now. There's no reason why she has to be treated like a child.
0: Uh, I I know, Pastor Love. I'm ashamed of myself. Please uh, forgive me, Amy.
1: Yes, I... It's all right. What am I going to do? I know now that they mean to kill me. But where can I go? Where can I run to on a night like this, even if they'd let me run? I'm all alone. Clara? Clara? Where are you now? I need you. Clara. There is no Clara, Amy. I was always only in your mind. I am you. The real you. It's time you faced that and made your own fight. I... I have to find a way to protect myself. The revolver. Father's revolver. It's in the chest. If I have that, they can't stop me. I can get to the stables and escape. There's nobody left to... Count
0: on, but myself. Esther, she knows. I don't know how, but she knows. Knows what? That we've been trying to kill her. What else? She has to go tonight. (laughs) How? On a night like this a thousand ways. Perhaps with a pillow like the housekeeper. Whatever way we can devise. Don't,
1: Don't be so sure. Just because you've gotten away with it so often before. When you lose your temper, you don't remember to think. We have to be very careful.
0: Why? Nobody knows us in this part of the country. We've buried the past. The thing to do is to strike and get out as fast as we can. And take care of this little girl. As long as we know she's alone and helpless. Who is it? Oh, shall I raise the lamp to let you know? It's Uncle Hedley.
1: And Aunt Hester. Stay where you are. Why, Amy, darling, what's come over you? I want you to get out of my room.
0: Well, I'm afraid that's impossible. We have some things to settle.
1: Not any closer, Uncle. This is a gun, and it is loaded. Have you lost your mind, Amy? We're your
0: friends. Of course we are.
1: I haven't any friends. I've just learned I have to depend on myself.
0: You need a gun for that?
1: To save my life.
0: Would you have the nerve to shoot it? Yes? Who the devil... Uh... Dr. Pennell. I apologize for knocking so late. I'm from Illinois. My name is Lieutenant Detective Worth. Well, i sure police. I need to talk to you, sir. If you'll let me in, I think you may find it as urgent as I think it is. Uh, bless my soul. Uh, yes, come in, young fellow. Come in, by all means do. I can't quite comprehend it. This man, Headley... Has already murdered two wives? Yes, sir, we know he has, but we don't have enough proof. Ah. And you think Amy Trubridge is in danger? Look, I traced Hadley Spencer to Chicago. From there, through a lucky break, to Mr. Ephraim Clough in Boston. He referred me to you, so I came straight on down here by train. If it hadn't been for this weather, I'd have been here at a reasonable time. Well, now that you are here, what should we do? Well, I don't have any warrant for an arrest in your estate yet. If I had, I'd have broken into that house tonight. All I ask is you to take me there. We may not be able to catch him yet, but at least we might prevent another tragedy. (laughs)
1: someone at the door. Oh, what shall I do? Uh, Headley!
0: Nothing. Wait. Maybe they'll go away.
1: They can see lights. Why should they? Well,
0: then if we're trapped, things still have to be as we planned.
1: Oh, Headley, what are you going to do?
0: She has to be dead for us to win out. Now, don't point that gun at me, Amy. You wouldn't dare shoot.
1: To save my life.
0: Give me the gun.
1: Stay away!
0: (laughs) You wouldn't dare shoot. That's something I never planned on.
1: He... I never meant to pull the trigger. But I knew it was my life or
0: his. Hush now, Amy. It was self-defense. If you'll excuse me, Miss Trowbridge... This man has already killed two wives in cold blood with the help of his woman partner. It's almost certain we can prove he killed your housekeeper. And he certainly intended to kill you. The man was an executioner, not worth a single regret.
1: Thank you, Lieutenant. But I just wish that I hadn't been the executioner.
0: Uh, That's our fault. And I should have left you alone.
1: Oh, I wasn't alone. What's that? I had Clara back with me. That's what really saved me. Clara? My childhood playmate. My other self.
0: Amy, uh, perhaps uh, this has all been too much for you. Uh, I'll give you a sedative now, Amy.
1: Oh, dear, Dr. Fennel, don't look so worried. I'm not a candidate for a sanitarium. You know who Clara really is? Who? She's me. The real me the one that's been buried all these years. It just took a big enough shot for me to let her out. Uh, Amy, my dear, you... No, no, doctor. I'm not going to be Amy anymore. And you're going to have a big problem off your hands. Now that I've found myself, I'm going to be Clara. It's one of my names, anyway. Clara Trowbridge. And I promise you, she can take care of herself.
0: Esther and Hedley Spence were charged with attempted murder and the homicide of Martha Durnley, the housekeeper. But first, they were taken back to Illinois, where they were indicted for the murders of the two women Hadley had poisoned there. Amy sold the house in Lynn and moved to Boston, where she began a new life as her alter ego, Clara Trowbridge. I'll be back shortly. In a name, that which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. It's a sound truism, but like all truisms, must have its exceptions. Amy Trowbridge wouldn't have agreed with Juliet, for with a new name, she found a new personality and a new life. So let's round this out with another quote Who hath not owned, with rapture framed, the power of grace? the magic of a name. Our cast included Jennifer Harmon, Ian Martin, Ray Owens and Bryna Rayburn. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.